0: grumpy old geeks a weekly talk show hosted by brian schulmeister and jason de discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame welcome to grumpy old geeks i'm jason de and i'm brian schulmeister how's the great white north treating you brian
1: uh, uh, uh nice it's it's been uh it's been very nice cold i'm not used to that um lots of stairs Lots of okay. <laughs> no I just good for our you. Our house, you know. It's a. it's we're four stories, you know, from basement to, to loft where I'm currently recording, which will be my future podcast studio. I've got a couple of duvet covers thrown about since we have no furniture, no rugs, no wall hangings, no nothing yet. So
0: Yeah, you do sound like you're in the bat cave right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm working on it. It's a work in progress, as we knew it would be.
0: <laughs> righty, All righty. Well, you got out just in time, because yeah, not good here.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah, I saw um I mean, you know, it's funny because you watch the news here and, and there the numbers are bad, but nowhere near as bad as they are across the
0: border. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad there. Um, you know, I see I see, you know, people are calling for a nationwide lockdown. Uh the commander in chief is completely absent. Uh he is obviously just checked out and is sitting in his bunker tweeting. Yeah, no national leadership, no nothing. And uh you know, California, I guess, is locking down. Everything's gone purple.
0: So I, I hope so. I hope so. We had a pretty big scare this week. So it's been a very stressful week. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, fortunately, knock on wood, we're still okay. But we still are in kind of the window of where we still could get sick. So it's been a blast. Yeah, sorry
1: to hear that. Yeah. Um, You know, here it's, uh, you know, we had had hopes that uh, we'd be able to do porch visits and things of that nature with our friends. But basically uh, abundance of caution as numbers are going up. uh, We're we're basically just uh, seeing our immediate family and that's that. So and our family is doing the same.
0: Yeah, it's uh, we're back to full lockdown. I'm back to full on delivery mode. Nothing, not leaving the house, not going anywhere after this scare this week. And It wasn't even my fault. Damn it. Uh, so <laughs> we're, you know, it, it, it's good every now and again to get a scare, but not get the Rona. But uh,
1: here it is. Yeah. Hey, hey everybody, let's uh, socially distance Zoom Thanksgivings
0: this year. That's the deal. Oh, God. Yeah. You have no idea the fights that are going on across the country right now. But it's family. But it's family. Well, yeah, that's nobody gives a <laughs> shit if it's family, if you're all dead. Yep. Anyway, moving on to some fun news. I found all this right. over at VentureBeat, and it's called You Can't Eliminate Bias from Machine Learning, but You Can Pick Your Bias. <laughs> oh, yay. We can pick our racism. <laughs> exactly. And it's a pretty long article that goes into, you know, how this works, sort of. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a very top level overview and i love it at the end it says what does all this mean in the practical sense in a nutshell data science is hard machine learning is messy and there is no such thing as completely eliminating bias or finding a perfect model okay isn't that what the whole point of the whole damn thing was supposed to be in the first yes, place
1: that was the point it was it was let these computers do this for us with nothing but data therefore they would not be tainted by human humanity
0: Yes, it says there are many, many more facets and angles we could delve into as machine learning hits its mainstream stride. But the bottom line is that we're foolish if we assume that data science is some sort of a be-all, end-all when it comes to making good decisions. Well, you know, if look, humans are really good at making bad decisions already. So why don't we just keep people employed and fuck this machine learning?
1: AI is people, Jason. AI I just is think people. it's fun. <laughs> it's it's funny that uh, you know we're we're now you know in our mid to late forties both of us, uh, some of us later than others, but uh, we're still governed after all this time and all this technology, we're still governed by the same basic thing that we learned literally when learning basic, garbage in, garbage out.
0: In the news.
1: Remember when the Trump administration thought TikTok was a grave threat to America and it needed to be banned? (laughs)
0: Yes, and somebody gave them a mirror and said, you're the grave threat to America. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's, a, that's something completely different. Yes, I do remember the, the yes. Well, yes, along, TikTok uh... gate.
1: Yes, along with abandoning any hope of like trying to stop anything with COVID-19, uh, we've also basically given up on TikTok. Uh, the Trump administration seems to have completely forgotten about it. Uh, the ban was supposed to go into effect the other day based on the August executive order that had already been amended once in the original order. We were supposed to—basically, uh, there was credible evidence that ByteDance, which is TikTok's China-based owner, might take action that threatens to impair the national security of the United States. Now the Twitter-in-chief is the only person that's actually taking action to threaten and impair the national security <laughs> of the United States, not the kids on TikTok who have actually been uh, doing some great jobs. Um, I saw some articles saying that actually the people on TikTok, the kids, are doing a better job lampooning everything that's going on right now than Saturday Night Live is. So,
0: Oh, well, Saturday Night go. Live is just a dumpster fire. <laughs> but do you remember that simpler time, Brian, that simpler age long ago, well, maybe not mm-hmm. that long ago, when the worst thing that we had to worry about was an app. Oh, beautiful days. I miss those days. I miss those days. Now, Now,
1: to be fair, all of this was, of course, still occurring during the pandemic. We are so pandemic fatigued that we even forget that the pandemic was going on when we were worried about this app, too.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
1: So, yeah. So, basically, they were supposed to sell TikTok to an American owner. And as we talked about on the show, is a lot of grift and bullshit that basically sold off portions of TikTok to Trump's cronies. Uh, That hasn't happened yet. Uh, And as TikTok's tens of millions of U.S. users have noticed, uh, TikTok is still working in the U.S., although it did not meet yesterday's deadline. Last night, the... Commerce Department said it was holding off on its would-be ban. Uh, today, TikTok told the federal court that the Trump administration had given it Bite ByteDance another 15 days to work out its Walmart slash Oracle deal. And this is all, of course, coming after you know TikTok has complained that the Trump ad- admin hasn't said a word about the plan. Because they're not doing anything except for filing stupid lawsuits that are being rejected left, right, and center yep. regarding the election. So that is all that's <laughs> happening right now. So it's basically a free for all, except for the fact that it's basically a Netherland for people that are stuck mid mid lawsuits or or mid executive orders because there's nothing coming out of the White House to clarify anything,
0: anything, Yay. anything Yay. whatsoever. Well, on the heels of Prop 22 being passed here in California, DoorDash has finally said, we're going public, mofos. Uh, of
1: course they are. This is their only chance. That This is the only time that they are even going to approach prof- profitability. So uh, if you are one of these stakeholders and one of the people involved, if you're in the, the C-suite, get the money now and get the F out.
0: Definitely. So uh, DoorDash is still losing money. They lost one hundred and forty nine million on one point nine billion dollars in revenue uh, last quarter. So. So, yeah, it's, you know, the same old, same old. But uh, the thing about it is, you know, a lot of these people don't really realize is that th- their business got such a boost from the pandemic yep. that it's you know, this is just kind of a it's an anomaly. It's a blip in the it's radar One
1: time bubble.
0: Yes. And it will eventually go away. So I think it'd be silly to buy DoorDash personally uh not you know withstanding the fact that I hate them and uh <laughs> all their ilk but anyway yeah, it's, I think we're going to see as many of these companies that are in in this space going public as fast as humanly possible. So yeah,
1: I agree. I mean, the, the passing of uh, of the Prop Twenty Two obviously was a win for DoorDash as much as it can be. But DoorDash, in and of itself, inheritively it's 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 a non profitable business. The the it's razor thin margins. Uh, you have to not only screw your employees, you also have to screw the restaurants and Basically, you're screwing the consumers, too, with the insane fees that you tack on. And the uh, investors. The, everybody's the getting investors. screwed by DoorDash. Yeah, you know? Everybody's getting screwed. Everybody's getting a shit sandwich
0: delivered. So. Yeah, generally cold. Cold <laughs> yes. shit sandwich. So, you know,
1: Uber and Lyft were the big winners from Prop 22 because they actually have an avenue to to make some money. DoorDash is, uh, their only hope right now is to go public and, and make a ton of money. And like I said, I, I really do think that anybody that can is going to get out as soon as possible and take whatever money they've made and run because it is not, it's not a, it's not a good business model. It just
0: isn't. No, they're going to run to the hills, run yep. to the hills. And speaking of Uber,
1: Uber is reporting. In talks to sell off its self driving unit.
0: So, okay.
1: There you go. The next step for Uber's self driving unit could be a sale, as first reported by TechCrunch and later Reuters. Anonymous sources say Uber is in talks with self driving tech startup Aurora about a sale of their ATG units. So, uh, they're getting out of that business,
0: apparently. Yeah. Not surprised. Not surprised. Nope. And, you know, they shouldn't have been in that business to begin with. They really shouldn't have been in that business. It's one of those things where it's like, let somebody else do the heavy lifting on it, and then when self-driving cars are a thing in twenty years, you know, yes. <laughs> again, uh, then you can you can lease the cars and then have your own business. But but again, why? again,
1: uh, this is this is the this is the whole thing about how you and I apparently don't know how to run a business because uh, basically you're just an app. You've made mm-hmm. a lot of money. You have a lot of people investing in you. Rather than improve your core service, they just took all this money and threw it away at subsidiary services
0: yeah instead of you know maybe paying the drivers better or better rates for the you know the peoples uh, they just yeah you know hundreds of millions of dollars in it they invested in this which was just it was a waste of money waste of money the the hubris uh,
1: the hubris the concept of a core business model seems to be completely lost in silicon valley
0: yeah, everybody's got to, like, you know, keep buying everybody else and thinking that they're something that they're not. You know, look, how, look how well it worked out for WeWork.
1: Yeah. And uh, speaking of the opposite of people thinking they're something that they're not, these are people who definitely know what they are. 1.4 million people apparently refused to sign a no bigotry agreement with Airbnb. Yeah, (laughs) It was just a pop-up that said, you agree that uh, you're okay renting your place out to anybody regardless of sex, gender identity, sexual orientation, age, ethnicity, or uh, national origin, whatever, race, religion. You're okay with that, right? And 1.4 million people said, nope, not okay with that.
0: See, the funny part about that is I figured it would be higher now that I've seen the uh, election returns come back. I no, figured no that would shit. be much higher. Well, again, who? how many people actually read the terms of service? Yeah. <laughs> and out of those 70 million people, how many can read? So. Yes,
1: exactly. So, I, yeah, this was just a simple pop-up that came up and, and uh, 1.4 million people clicked reject and decided to forego the use of the platform. One can only assume that there's a parlor version of Airbnb coming out soon white yeah. b&b
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh god uh so facebook is trying to mitigate some of their issues with their moderation queue. so oh, really? instead of yeah yeah this this comes back to what they were saying uh, you know i don't know how many congressional hearings ago where they were going to make the ai the superstar of facebook and use ai to you know basically help them out of a, the, the, the ditch that they've dug for themselves mm-hmm. with their, I mean, they've got 15,000 people right now doing content moderation, but that's not even enough. So what they're going to do now is um, they're going to sort the content for quicker moderation. And I looked at the graphs on here and what they're trying to do with it. And, you know, as we know, it's not AI, it's just, uh, you know, filtering and things like that, which yep. makes sense, totally makes sense. They should have been doing this from the get go. It's not, it doesn't seem like it's all that hard. It's like, okay, let's, you know, de dupe the shit. Let's do put some counts on it and let's bubble the stuff up based on certain criteria. And Bob's your uncle. You know, it's not really rocket science when it comes to that stuff. So I'm just surprised it took him this long. But then again, we still can't even delete our messages. So what are you going to do? (laughs) What are you going to do? Just Zuckerberg. (laughs)
1: All right. Well, there could be censorship coming to the internet worldwide now. I meant to uh, TLDR this one in the show notes, and of course I forgot about it, so I'm just going to TLDR it from memory here. But (laughs) basically, in a ruling on Thursday, the Austrian Supreme Court ordered, pursuant to local defamation rules, that Facebook had to remove a post insulting a former Green Party leader and keep equivalent posts off its site and do so on a global scale, which might possibly happen if they could ramp up their moderation efforts. (laughs) But the point being here, of course, is that uh, Facebook usually, and most social media sites, and anybody claiming to be a a platform will basically follow local rules locally using geo-blocking and geo-filtering and not apply those rules globally. Right. Uh, The the courts here are basically saying, no, 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 no. You do have to do this globally. You can't get away with just doing it locally. And if that continues, obviously that is a very far-reaching consequence for the internet, in general, if we all have to follow everybody's rules globally, it kind of comes a race down to the bottom, and who's got the craziest and most restrictive uh, rulings, and we're going to have to follow those everywhere. That is a yeah, real worry
0: right now. No, this ain't going to work. This ain't going to work. Can't. I can't. They, yeah. yeah, no, they do not have. They do not have the jurisdiction to do this, and <laughs> there's just no way in hell that this. As is As I'm so go fond through. of
1: saying on this show, if only we had some sort of international body that does rulings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, but at this point, it's like okay, it's Austria. Who cares? You know, Facebook can just turn off Facebook in Austria and say, just "Oh yeah, Facebook me.
1: would would leave Austria before actually having to implement this everywhere." Because it is a bit of a slippery slope situation, so well, that's that an is empty problematic. Threat. And also, who the f cares if you're not in Austria about somebody posting something kind of snarky about the Green Party member in Austria? How many views is that post getting outside of Austria?
0: Exactly. And welcome to the internet. Come on. You can't. You just can't. <laughs> we can't moderate
1: YouTube comments. You
0: think this is going to happen? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and uh, in Turkey, Google got hit with another, uh, you know, coffee creamer fine of $25 million. Woo. Yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just threw it in because every now and every, every time that Google gets fined, I like to at least throw it in the news here. So, but they're just, you know, this is another algorithmic uh, judgment because they say that they're prioritizing their stuff over other people's stuff, blah, blah, blah. Yes, we know.
1: Yes, that's their business model. We get it. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. There was a, oh man, I I meant to dig this up. I saw it the other day. It's somebody wrote a uh, browser plugin or an extension to uh, turn Google search results back into the old days. So everything looks like it did like back in, you know, the, the late nineties. I wish I
1: could get the results I got in the late nineties.
0: Yeah, when it worked. <laughs> yes. I mean it works now, but it's you're just getting I mean nobody goes past the first page. Nobody goes past the first 3 results anymore.
1: And the first 3 are usually ads.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're all ads now. Jeez. Um, but yeah, yeah, I miss the old days. But I think this removes most of those ads. I got I'll dig it up and see if I can get it for next week's show.
1: Okay, cool. And uh, speaking of the aforementioned, please, for the love of God, uh, stay home for Thanksgiving. Just pop in a good old Stouffer's microwave Thanksgiving dinner and get on the phone or on a Zoom call with your family instead of uh, exposing them and you, because we have a vaccine, it's coming, but it ain't (laughs) fucking here yet. All right? (laughs) So we got to hold on a little bit longer. So because it's not safe to travel... Zoom is lifting its usual 40-minute limit on free video chats for Thanksgiving, so starting at midnight on November 26th through to 6 a.m. Eastern Time on the 27th. There will be no 40-minute time limits for free calls, so you can all sit and have a socially distanced Zoom dinner and be happy. Uh, The thing that really gets me about this one is, of course, all you have to do after you get booted after 40 minutes is call them back. Call them back, exactly. So it really wasn't that big of an issue.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like, come on, guys, you just call it back or flip over to FaceTime or something else. But yeah, with
1: everybody's wonderful Internet connections, it's not like the call didn't break up a couple times anyways.
0: Yeah, seriously. Seriously. I did end up paying for my Zoom subscription for the year and uh, because I just needed it for work. But so I can I can do that. But here's the one thing I want to do on a holiday. Zoom with family. Come on. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I know. Everybody should be taking this as a blessing. You're not going to have to listen to your crazy uncle rant about how Trump actually won the election.
0: Exactly. And how COVID doesn't exist. Fun times. And of course, ISPs are, you know, they're licking their chops right now because everybody is staying at home. And uh, those data caps are making them a good chunk of money. And, it's uh, so
1: funny because the entire time we were doing the show, I was screaming about how data caps and throttling and and paying for bandwidth was gonna was coming to the U.S. because they had it in Canada. I get to Canada, unlimited bandwidth now. Oh, man. <laughs> and you guys are starting to get throttled and data capped.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. Fortunately, I'm still on Spectrum, who's trying to fight the the lack of data caps. But as we covered on the show, they got dinged because of the merger that they did. And they, they agreed to the fact that we're not going to have data caps on our service for four years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they advertise it on TV as saying, hey, come to Spectrum. We have no data caps. over. four, All four the years. Same. Because it, it, but it, the courts
1: are forcing us to.
0: But yeah, and at the same time, they're petitioning the FCC to lose the, you know, lose the yes. bandwidth caps because it's like, uh, we can't be profitable. Bullshit. You can't, can't be profitable. <laughs> can't be greedy Scrooge McDucks, you assholes. This episode is brought to you by Mood. Have you ever thought about elevating your THC experience not to just feel good, but also to boost your creativity, focus, and energy? Well, I have some exciting news for all you cannabis enthusiasts. Mood has just launched their most potent product yet, introducing the hemp-based THCA flower. This edition marks a new era in the legal THC world, and it's something you've got to try, along with Mood's fantastic range of flower, gummies, vapes, and more. And here's a treat. Mood is offering our listeners a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order. Just head over to hellomood.com and use our exclusive code GOG. I tried several of their products from the uplifting energized to the mellow chill, and I must say each provided a unique, enjoyable high. My favorite? Definitely the creative strain. It sparked an incredible flow of ideas and had me breezing through my projects. Mood's latest introduction, the THCA flower, is a game changer, offering the classic cannabis high with a twist. With 10 high-inducing strains, it's their most potent lineup yet. What's even better is that all Mood products are extracted from hemp, making them federally legal and are regularly tested to ensure the highest quality. Sourced from small family farms, you're getting a product that's effective and pesticide-free. Whether you're new to THC or a seasoned aficionado, Mood has something for every vibe. Their in-house experts have tailored different strains to match specific moods, offering a range of products to suit any preference. From delectable gummies to classic flower and convenient pre-rolls, there's a multitude of ways to enjoy Mood's offerings. Try Mood's new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order in a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code GOG. That's hellomood.com, code GOG for 20% off your order in a free THCA pre-roll. Elevate your mood with Mood today. Hey there. Let me tell you about Factor, the meal delivery service that's making eating better a total breeze. I've been trying their ready-to-eat meals for over a week now, and let me just say they've leveled up my lunch game like nobody's business. As someone who's been living off microwave meals for years, I can confidently say that Factor's chef-crafted dishes blow those out of the water. The chicken stays juicy, the veggies are crisp, and the flavors, absolutely delicious. I'm talking about meals like artichoke and spinach chicken and spicy poblano beef bowls. Out of this world. But here's the best part. These meals are ready in just two minutes. No prepping, no cooking, no mess. Just heat and eat whenever you're hungry. And with over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, you'll never get bored. They've even got add ons like smoothies and pancakes to keep you fueled up all day long. And if your schedule changes, no worries. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options without any cooking required. Plus, it's actually less expensive than takeout. And every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for Factor today and start eating better with zero efforts. Trust me, your taste buds will thank you. So head over to Factormeals.com slash Grumpy50 and use code Grumpy50 to get 50% off. That's code Grumpy50 at Factormeals.com slash Grumpy50 to get 50% off. The link for Factor will be in the show notes. Today's episode
1: is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN even if you use incognito mode your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it but private internet access or pia can help pia encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin and with servers in over 75 countries you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world pia comes with an easy to use app and browser extensions for all devices a rock solid privacy policy open source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-day risk-free challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to gog.show/vpn and try out the best VPN on the planet completely risk-free. That's gog.show/vpn.
0: Security? Ha. We are back again this week with Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the Cyberwire podcast and also the co host of the social engineering podcast Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, and also the co host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy as well as surveillance and privacy. Welcome to Bum Follow Up with
2: Dave Pittner. <laughs> I was him, about Dave? to say, also
1: the co host of Colonoscopy Time with Katie Kirk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's right, my new co host. Uh, I am doing well. I, I have to say, I'm in a much better mood this week because I have food in my belly. Uh, and, uh, so that makes me happy. Uh, I have to say overall, just quick follow up on the whole colonoscopy thing. Uh, it was not nearly as unpleasant an experience as I feared it would be. In fact, it wasn't really that it, it wasn't a big deal. Um, the worst part. In fact, part, I, en- I enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> I've signed up for another one next week. Exactly. Did it, did it help the doctor
1: was wearing a furry mask?
2: <laughs> well, it didn't, didn't hurt. Let's put it that way. So. Yeah. Uh the worst part was not being able to eat solid food, you know, for the 2 days, basically 2 days, uh, the day before and the day of, you not being able to eat anything. So I got hungry and I found myself saying, "Oh, I'm hungry. I'll just have a snack." Uh I can't have a snack. <laughs> so that <laughs> I'll was- just
1: have a milkshake.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the prep stuff where, you know, they make you drink the stuff to clean you out. Not nearly as bad as I thought it would be. I didn't have any cramping or anything like that. It just, just basically, you know, floods your system and everything comes out and, and that's that. Um, the actual procedure was, um, it reminded me of, uh, Remember that uh, Bill Cosby routine where he gets his tonsils out and oh, the yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, the anesthesiologist is like all right count backwards from 100 he says 100 That was me <laughs> okay. I was she, the the woman who's the anesthesiologist she said to me all right I'm going to start uh, the the uh, the anesthesia here you know you might feel a little bit of stinging in your hand where the stuff goes in I was like okay that sounds great Next thing I knew I was I woke up in the recovery room, <laughs> completely done, I have no recollection of anything that had happened. Everything went well. I don't have to go back for another decade, and uh, when I do, it won't be that big a deal. So my 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 uh, my tips to everyone is that it's not that big a deal. I put it off for a couple of months because of the yuck factor. Uh, but uh, don't put it off because it's a valuable thing. And you know, colon cancer is one of those things that can sneak up on you. And if if it if it makes itself known, it's usually too late. Uh, right. So yes. get it, get, you know, get it checked out ahead of time. And um, you know, it's one of those one of those unfortunate little nuisances of life. But uh, I would say uh, go do it. It's not not that big a deal.
0: All righty.
1: All yeah. right, do not wait for the Star Trek scanners that uh, do not invade the body. Yes.
2: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. The other uh, big news for me last week was I got the new iPhone.
1: Oh, treat yourself for your little procedure.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, as I think we talked about before, I wish I could be more excited about it. Um, my overall <laughs> excitement over new gadgets is not what it used to be when I was younger. Oh, look, but, I got uh, a phone. Great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it. I have to say the camera is very nice. It has a much better camera than what I had before. I, I usually upgrade every couple of years. So I think yeah, I had well. a 10- 10xs and this is a 12 and so I have all the fancy new camera stuff so that's fun.
1: It's the same one they used for the same one they use for your colonoscopy.
2: That's right. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Although I got the uh, the iPhone Pro Max, so definitely not oh. going to fit up there. It's uh, not that I've tried. But, <laughs> well, at uh, least on the first not. time. Maybe maybe after two or three times, <laughs> right. it'll, it'll right. fit a little that's easier. Right.
0: <laughs> you were out. What saying? do you know? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. hey, <ew. laughs> Where is my phone? What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's that ringing sound? You, you don't hear that? Wait, I totally hear that. You don't hear that? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but you know, it's cool. It's it's fast. It's I got a lot more storage than I had before. And all that kind of stuff. I guess my son is excited because he got my hand me down phone, so he's happy <laughs> about that. But um, yeah, you know, yeah. It's oh, a phone. I, but I, you know what? Actually, the, the thing I, that's relevant to us here is. Um, you know, Apple does a remarkable job of making the upgrade pretty easy. Uh, you get the, you take the old phone, you take the new phone, you put them next to each other, you scan a barcode, and most of the stuff just transfers automatically, and mm-hmm. it just works. Uh, I will say the hardest part of upgrading, the the pain point of upgrading, the part that made me want to bang my head against my desk was the security stuff. <laughs> it was <laughs> It was things like LastPass. It was things like Google. All the stuff where I have... Uh oh, yeah, two factor authentication, two, yeah, 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 all the authenticators, <laughs> they do not like being on a new device. Um, and also they don't like – you sort of get trapped down these little holes where it's like, well, just disable this. All right, I've disabled that. Well, now that you've disabled that, you can't do that. You need to enable that. Well, you can't enable that on your phone. You have to do that <laughs> on the web. And you're like, oh, So you end up in these circles of having to go – so at one point I'm sitting there, I have my laptop open, I have my phone next to me, I have my YubiKey to be able to scan that. And finally got it all working, but it seems to me like this is an area that requires some attention. Even though the, the providers of this have made it a lot easier, it's a lot better than it used to be, it ain't quite there yet. Right. Yeah, you know what you've forgotten—that list of things that you
0: had next to you, which would have made it a lot Mm. easier—a bottle of scotch.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's that's true. That is true. Right. Yeah, that was the other thing during the colonoscopy prep—no alcohol. You know? Oh Oh, God. (laughs) You kidding me? Uh, Two whole days. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, Mm, murder. Well,
0: Uh, I'll take the cancer. Screw (laughs) it.
1: (laughs) The cancer survives the amount of booze I'm drinking. It deserves to win.
0: That's right. Yeah, that is some apex cancer right there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So shall we talk about the Mandalorian? Spoiler alerts. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the biggest Mandalorian news this week is Baby Yoda is off into space with SpaceX and NASA that was (laughs) yes it's amazing how they were
1: able to get a baby yoda toy nobody else can
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) they probably got it off etsy it's a bootleg they sent a bootleg to space (laughs) right right so what did you guys think
2: uh, uh
1: continues to be the best Star Wars that's out there right now that's for sure um i i i would never personally followed the the cartoons i know you're not supposed to say cartoons whatever whatever you adults call cartoons these days uh, <laughs> but uh but uh, apparently it's following along quite well with the storylines that uh, came through on those um it's it's nice to see more mandalorians i have to admit i'm getting a little I'm a little bumped by the star, the, the sci-fi actors and actresses that are basically just bouncing from series to series and only are in sci-fi stuff anymore. It, it was, it, it's bumped me a little bit to have Starbuck be a Mandalorian.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of this is the way, she should have just said "So say we all."
1: <laughs> yeah. So, and, and you know, it's a recurring thing. Some of the BSG cast has now shown up on Star Trek Discovery. Uh, you know, the, the, I, I get it. You got to work, uh, and you know, certainly people. It's a valuable skill in much the same way that that actors and actresses that do doctory stuff, doctory shows, have managed mm-hmm. to you know learn that lingo, and it comes right. off the tongue easy. <laughs> you know, it's not right. every to be
2: able to spew techno babble <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well it's
1: it, it's a skill and I, and I get rehiring people that that are good at it um but but it does it does bump me it does bump me,
0: yeah. But it's, you also have to remember that the producers of those shows know that these people have fan bases, very rabid fan bases yes, that yes. are into sci-fi. So that's just you know, that's just marketing right there to bring them along. It's like, oh, let's get our BSG fans to watch the Mandalorian. Maybe they'll sign up for a Disney Plus account. You know? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. it was good. She's a great actress. Uh, I love Katie Sackhoff. I, I loved her at BSG, and now I love her as a as a Mandalorian. And and I, it's. Uh, uh, I'm not disappointed by anything that they're doing with the show so far. I'm excited to see um, to see where they're going to take it.
2: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it as well. I, I I'm really liking this uh, this thing that they're doing with the with the Mandalorian character this season, where they're kind of they're revealing how uh, insular his world has been. And that, you know, when, when the new Mandalorians show up and they take their helmets off, and he's like, Whoa, whoa, guys, who, you know, and his first yeah, response we, we is, Where that. did you guys get that armor? <laughs> Cause you can't possibly be, you know, who'd you steal the armor from? Cause there's no way you could be Mandalorians. And they're like, Oh, it's, he's one of those guys. He's one of those and, weirdos. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Um, so I think that's fascinating that we're kind of going on that journey with him. We're as kind of finding out world. that he's,
1: he's a bit of a country bumpkin, really.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You, despite – He's like a moisture farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I enjoyed that very much. Um, I have a little bit of an eye roll that um, as much as I loved, uh, what's her name, Bo-Katana? The, that's her name, right? Bo-Katana? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's the new character. I thought she was very cool and I thought she kicked kicks ass. Uh, and I'm happy that um, two of the three new Mandalorian characters are women. I think that's amazing and awesome and, and really cool. I had a little bit of an eye roll that they have um, boob armor. No, like, like, okay, you know, all right, I get it. I guess you know. Let's Uh, let's do remember sex appeal makes this. (laughs) This is
1: a series that involved uh, Carrie Fisher in gold bikinis. So let's uh, let's let's cut some slack there, of course. Yeah, and George Lucas's famous edict that there's no underwear in space.
2: Right, right, (laughs) great, yeah. No, but I agree. I mean the storytelling continues to be compelling and uh, I'm just – I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to a- each new episode. I think they're really just uh, hitting it out of the park. Yeah, I, um, I did enjoy the Apollo 13 homage
0: because uh, when I was watching, it, I'm like, this looks familiar. And then I found an article on The Collider about how uh, Bryce Dallas Howard actually threw that in as a shout-out to her dad from Apollo 13. So I thought yeah. that was pretty
2: fun. That is, that is. I can't believe it was, that Apollo 13 was 1995, that was that Jeez. far long ago,
1: right? See, for me, like
2: 1995 still feels like, oh,
1: that was just a couple of years ago, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, that's the problem. Yeah. Well, but you know, I don't know about you guys, but for me, Apollo 13 is one of those movies that if I come up upon it when I'm flipping through channels, I have to stop and watch the rest of it. It's yep. it's yeah, one of those good. handful of movies. It's It's just good. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yes, it is. So, shall All we right. actually get on to some security news? Sure, Why let's not? do it.
2: Uh, so, <laughs> it.
1: it- it is that uh, most wonderful time of the year. So, of course, Mozilla has come out with their creepiest gadgets of 2020, so for your gift-buying needs. And um, I, I, I'm not sure why we're shocked or surprised anymore, but it's basically everything is super creepy. Um, there's there's no privacy anymore. I mean, we've just spent eight months basically inviting friends, family, co-workers into our houses over Zoom, so everything is creepy and there's no privacy anymore. But they did it anyways. They, uh, they looked at over 130 products. And uh here's a surprise most Amazon and Facebook gadgets fall into the super creepy category.
0: Um, I didn't need an article to tell me that.
1: <laughs> yeah, with Facebook's Portal and Oculus Quest 2 VR headset, Amazon's Echo Show and Echo Dot smart devices, the Fa- Halo fitness tracker, and of course the Ring security cam and doorbells sitting among the worst on the list. Only the Kindle and Echo Buds were found to meet acceptable privacy standards. I would be concerned if my headphones did not meet privacy standards, but apparently...
0: <laughs> I can tell you why they meet privacy standards, because about a day after I got the Echo Buds, they've sat in a drawer unpowered. That's why they're the most secure <laughs> headphones in my house.
2: Yeah, well, Who they thought re- we'd be in a, in a time when we'd have to do firmware updates on our light bulbs? Well, Jason, again,
1: as I always like to say, Jason has a mattress that came with a term of Terms of Service. So... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I actually did have to do a firmware upgrade on my Elgato key light this morning. I'm like, really? <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Mozilla has recommended that people buy exactly zero Facebook devices because it's Facebook. Uh, so there you go.
0: Uh, <laughs> they should have listened to our show. We've been saying that since the day they were announced.
1: <laughs> yes. Google, uh, rather surprisingly, has fared better than most of its big tech uh, brethren. Uh, the Google Nest Mini, Nest Audio, Nest Thermostat, Nest Security Cam, and Nest Protect Smoke Detector all landed in Very creepy, not quite as bad as Facebook and Amazon's products, Uh, so that's a plus, I suppose. Um, One we always talk about, Apple, also emerged relatively – well, they say unscathed, but they're in a little creepy – uh, with the Apple Watch, AirPods, AirPods Pro, Apple TV, and even the HomePod all being there. Uh, related others items, Nintendo Switch, Sony PS5, Microsoft Xbox Series X and S are no biggie as far as privacy goes. So that's all right. Uh, Roku, not so good. But uh, as they say, hmm. given Roku devices are ad factories, this isn't surprising. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess anything that has a smart assistant built into it or has access to a smart assistant automatically puts them in the a- that category, privacy-wise.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so if you want the list, the link is in the show notes, and you can uh, buy things at your peril, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I have a lot of these items, so and I'm supposed and I'm like a security professional of sorts. Of sorts,
0: um, yeah. <laughs> you're a security pundit. Yes. Uh, no, I, th- I think yeah. Between between all of us, we have at least one of everything here. So yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh dear. And uh, speaking of creepy, this week uh, the the internet lost its collective shit. This week, the day that Big Sur launched, because everybody's Mac slowed down at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Were you guys hit with
2: this? Because I sure yep. as hell was. I was. Yeah. Yep. Slows down. Yep. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. I was. Uh, I was running um, uh, some audio editing software, and all. The, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Like, I couldn't. I could not work. Everything just got super laggy. Um, mm-hmm. and then uh, we had a we had a Zoom meeting a couple uh, minutes later, and everybody who was on a Mac who logged into the Zoom meeting was like, "What's going on with Zoom? I can't." It took me forever to log on, and it, only afterwards did we find out that it was no, it was Apple's doing. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's this uh, this phone home to check the security certificate thing wasn't doing the soft fail that it was supposed to do, so it was hanging and everything was going cattywampus. I found an early one, uh, like some an early post on Reddit where they're like, oh, it's this. If you turn off your Wi-Fi, everything works again, but if you turn it back on, it starts to die, so... Somebody figured out the process that it was the OCSP process, and mm-hmm. and fortunately threw in a quick line that you could add to your Etsy hosts file, which I did, which 99.999% of people in the world won't know how to do. Nope. So I slapped <laughs> that in there, and everything worked again. Hmm. Uh, but I spent you know at least 45 minutes freaking out, because I, too, was in the middle of an, a logic session, and everything was going fine, but in the background, uh, Vivaldi decided to update on its own. And then when it restarted, it just took everything with it. I was like, oh, man. Wow. And then, like, you know, when you, I, the plugins that I run in Logic, they all phone home when you boot up Logic to make sure the certificates are valid and that you're, uh, you know, actually licensed to use it on that machine. So I couldn't even boot Logic. It was, right. it was annoying
2: as hell. I was running Isotope at the time, and that's where yeah. I was seeing the the issue. It just couldn't, it, just, it was unusable. Yeah. Yep. And, Of course, the
1: internet then lost its collective minds because apparently they were unaware of the fact that this sort of thing was
0: happening. Yeah, that's a big thing. (laughs) That's where it really gets, they're like, wait a minute, every time you launch an app, It's sending it's sending a ping back to Apple saying what app you're using and what time and what your IP is and all this stuff. And it's doing it in the open. Oh, my God. You know, (laughs) what are we to do, Lucy? We
1: we obviously don't own our own computers.
0: (laughs) I know. It's like, oh, this is the beginning of the end. This is the beginning of the end. And, like uh, <laughs> uh this has been
1: happening a long time everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Dave, uh what's what's it like on your side of the aisle? What did it, what what are the actual <laughs> professionals saying, not just us bitching and moaning about it?
2: Well, I think along the lines of what you said. I mean, this is a this is what failed here was the fail-safe. The it was it did yes. not fail gracefully. Um I think they found themselves and I guess it was the uh, the load of launching Big Sur made something give out, or or was made made their servers inaccessible, um, right? And yeah, so it's- it.
0: It's just the way that the DNS didn't, it failed improperly. Like it, it kind of like, Hey, we got this and it it used, it's supposed to do this soft fail where it's just like, it should just like go into the ether if it's unreachable and you still Mm -hmm. get to use your apps. But it was like, Oh, Hey, we got this. And then everything would just be like, well, we're waiting. Right. (laughs) Right.
2: Right. right. Do you have an answer yet? Do you have an answer yet? Do you have Uh, an answer yet? Yeah. We'll just sit here and wait for that. We're good. We can right. wait. <laughs> so what, a, what an interesting way for Apple to discover a bug in their system. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I probably – I guess one of the worst ways. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Apple has responded and, and uh, they're making some changes. Um, they said uh, that um, – The security checks have never included the user's Apple ID or the identity of the device. Um, They've stopped logging IP addresses and uh, with developer ID certificate checks, uh, and they're going to remove IP addresses from logs. And they say over the next year, they're going to introduce several changes to their checks. They're going to use a new encrypted protocol for developer ID certificate revocation checks, Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Strong protections against server failure. Uh Mm Uh-huh. And a new preference for users to opt out of these security protections, which is interesting because— How how are they
1: going to do their checks if you opt out? Does that open up—is it a free game? Like I can just start installing pirated software left and right if I opt out?
2: Right, how does like yeah. Jason you were talking about, you know, for example, all those plugins that phone home to make sure that you're authorized, they're going to mm-hmm. have to figure out a way to make those still work.
0: It, but the funny thing is, it wasn't the actual phoning home to the plugin, it's the app itself that does the phoning home that was hanging it. It's not the it's like so I'm launching say say I'm launching uh, isotope neutron or neutron 3. So yep. it's, the, it's the authenticator that was hanging, not the actual authentication process between the authenticator and Isotope. It hmm. was the actual Neutron app <laughs> that was trying to get the certificate thing from Apple. So it's a well, different part of the e- process.
1: Either or, it doesn't matter if they're actually going to let you opt out of these kind of protections. So they're going to have to figure out a different way again.
0: But I'm. But what I'm saying is, like logging, like getting around the Apple protections for the security thing doesn't actually get you around the protections for pirating because it still has to do the license check. You're not right. uh, You can you can still opt right. out of that right now. Anybody that's stolen Photoshop over the past fifteen years knows that <laughs> knows that you can block all of the the Adobe auth servers pretty easily. I you know, I, I
1: know <laughs> not of what you speak.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry, did I let the cat out of the bag there? Yes. I'm a paying yeah.
1: member now, but there might have been a few years in there. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh. I- well who know we've all probably made a little aggressive use of little snitch from now and now and again over the years exactly. all, all of us yeah yeah that's what it's hmm. for is it? that's why we bought it you yeah. know it's, it's-
1: yeah, sure. It's mm. to protect us from other people. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> no, I used to actually have to do it in my Etsy hosts file every time. I had I had a list that I had in a notepad that I would just copy and paste every time I got a new machine to make sure nothing ever phoned home to Adobe. And then when <laughs> Little Snitch came out, I'm like, Well, you just saved me a step. Thank you, thank you, Little <laughs> Snitch. I will give you yeah. my twenty dollars now. <laughs> so, in some more crazy consumer news, if you want your uh, <laughs> your devices to be asked to the wind. Uh, well, Tesla has a problem right now, and I think this goes actually. Th- they with, have oh, a few, just a few. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this goes with other wirelessly connected cars. But a uh, nonprofit, nonpartisan group called Consumer Watchdog put out a video showing how they made a little box that could hack the wireless connections of your Tesla and take over the screen with a. Te- this Tesla has been hacked. Message or you know, or something drive like- it off a bridge. Or saying, you know, you have a a firmware update, click here, and then load malware onto your car, and then off to the races, literally racing off a cliff, like you Hmm. just mentioned. So uh, did you guys get a chance to watch the video? No, I haven't seen it. It's pretty straightforward. Guy gets in his car, the other guy's standing outside, got a little box, and he guy goes to navigate uh, some maps. And then it looks like a browser window that pops up, and with a page that says this, car has been hacked. So I don't know how deep the, the actual hacking, quote unquote, goes, or if it's just injecting a URL into the, the Tesla screen that it can pop up in the in-car browser. But the fact that you can do it is a problem. <laughs> the fact that yeah. you can do it. And they say that you can do this on a massive scale. Just You have to up, like, you know, up the output of the power on your wireless signal. So you could be driving down the freeway and doing this to people's cars, which probably is a very bad thing.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. fascinating. Well, so it's just know. some kind of man in the middle thing,
0: Mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. So it's just another one of these, you know, wireless car hacks. It's, I mean, it doesn't seem to be as bad as the one where they took over the Jeep, but I think it uh, it could be close to it if they put if they get the right you know malware onto the car using this technique to yeah. pull up that screen and get user interaction.
2: Yeah. You know, it reminds me. I want to say it's been a couple of years now. I was talking with uh, a gentleman who's uh, an expert in this space about the these sort of connected cars and the security of of cars um, as the cars get more and more uh, capabilities for uh, you know being able to to um, do things on their own. You know, like like I guess probably all three of us. Our cars have. Uh, sort of the lane control kind of thing, or if you wander off towards the edge, it sort of nudges you back into your lane. Um, You know, and that means that the car is capable of taking control of the steering wheel, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, But this, this guy I was talking to, the security guy, was saying that, yes, these are interesting stories and they make great headlines, but the simple fact of the matter is is that the vast majority of people in the world are not psychopaths and they're not out to kill each other. So mm-hmm. just like the fact that, you know, there are plenty of, um, you know, guns available, but you, you really it's, – it's few and far between, uh, not as much as we'd like, but, you know, that people decide to go into sniper mode and just pick people off for the fun of it. Uh, so it's the same thing with cars. There's really – there's not a whole lot of motivation. Uh, there's not a whole there, – there, if you want to bump somebody off, there are much easier ways of doing it than hacking into their car. And driving them off of a cliff. right? So it, it, it's interesting, but probably not something that people have to worry about, which is not to say that this isn't a concern and Tesla <laughs> should fix it. Of course, <laughs> right. it. Having, exactly. have, having
1: said that, I just still would prefer <laughs> having a car where people could not do that. <laughs>
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, this is an issue. That yes, I would. Guess call your dealer and uh, let them know <laughs> yeah. that uh, you'd like to have this tended to. I'm actually surprised that we're this far along and something that that seems this easy to do is doable because um, every year I want to say at, uh I can't remember if it's Def Con or Black Hat. You know, those two bump up against each other. Um, they have a, a car hacking. Exercise and, and it's quite often Teslas and you know, they have contests for hacking the Teslas. Um, so it's not like people aren't beating on these cars to to try to, to do this sort of thing. And yeah. uh, I think overall, they're pretty resilient. So I'm kind of surprised that this is still an issue here in in this way. Of course, if someone wants to send me a Tesla for evaluation, <laughs> uh, I would I'm more be than happy, happy to, to take it out. <laughs> yeah, you, I'd know, be you' happy you, uh, to, uh, to get, provide my professional opinion. As a security professional, uh, yes. <laughs> I would be happy to provide my, my opinion on that.: And uh, don't forget
1: to, to send the power wall as well, because I want to be able to make sure that that's secure, too.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. and uh, fact, and the solar panels
0: actually to to power the power wall would be nice because they might be hackable too. Send <laughs>
1: anything and everything except for Elon because he's got COVID. So I yeah. am
2: I am due for a new roof anyway, so I might as well put the solar panels on the house. Yeah, uh, so, yeah I think I think absolutely. three Model S's would uh, would not go amiss. I yeah, think uh, yeah. no. No, I'd only take the Model Three, but at the if Model, why not? Let's let's do go with the Model S. Sure. If you're
0: gonna if you're gonna hack it, hack it big, man. Hack That's it big. True.
2: <laughs> That's true. That's true.
0: All right, guys. Well, this has been fun. I'm glad that
2: your bum is okay, Dave. <laughs> My bum is secure, yes. All safe and sound. It's covered in the and best best scar jeans. That that's right. It's, everything's... Yes, five by five, all systems nominal.
0: Media Candy. I finished Long Way Up on okay. Apple TV+. Plus. And uh, it was—I really enjoyed it, just like Long Way Down and Long Way Round. Uh, but I—they did follow the trend of the other two series with the shitty last episode. And <laughs> it's like the last episode—it's always them going like you know thousands of miles with just little montages, and then talking about how great the trip was, and blah blah blah, and then rolling into their final location with a bunch of other bikers, and yeah and uh the rest of the show i thought was great but yeah they they still do have the shitty last episode problem but okay i got to say i mean if you like the other two it's it, it's worth watching they get past the oh god how do we charge our motorcycles thing after the first couple episodes when they finally do actually figure it out and uh i finished fauda the first 3 seasons of fauda mm-hmm. which is pretty good you know it's an israeli show so you're there's lots of uh lots of subtitles Lots of dubbing and things like that because it's either in Arabic or you know Hebrew and all that good stuff. But uh, it's weird how they did the the voices on it. But it's a really good show. It's kind of like instead of Jack Bauer versus the terrorists, you know, it's basically you know Israeli special forces versus uh, Hezbollah and all that stuff. Not Hezbollah, gotcha. was it, uh I, I can't even Whatever. remember. I'm so it's like <laughs> we we powered through that one, so my head's still a little bit scrambled. But uh, it was good. It was a good show. I enjoyed it, but. Here's a tip for you Brian. <laughs> I needed something really good after watching Fauda because it's not a happy show. Mm-hmm. And we're not getting any new MasterChef Junior here in the States because, you know, lockdown yeah. and everything.
1: But Yeah, be bad press to kill kids.
0: Yeah, well, in Australia they said, "Fuck it." <laughs> and they have and it's down there it's called Junior MasterChef. So, I yes, went- Australia well known for its cooking. Uh, you have no idea, dude. <laughs> These kids Kick the shit out of American kids. It is incredible what these kids can do. <laughs> I watched the first half of the first episode and uh, – because I, I just went to Sweden and got the whole the whole season, season three. And uh, I mean I have always said on this show that MasterChef Junior is the best show on TV if you want to feel good. The Australian version delivers just as much as the American one. So, you know, (laughs) if we can't get the stuff that we need, you can still go to Sweden and and dig it up around the globe. So I highly recommend it. Go to Sweden
1: via, (laughs) get to Australia via Sweden. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, there there is a show for you to watch that it may be not so much feel-good, but it's certainly extremely good. The Crown is back, Jason. Season four has dropped every single episode. I've seen two of them so far. Uh, definitely picked up. Uh, it's better than the last season was. Uh, Gillian Anderson is unrecognizable as Margaret Thatcher. Sinks into the role as well, <laughs> if not better than Lithgow did into Churchill. Um, it's phenomenal so far. Really enjoying it.
0: Okay, I tried to watch the first season. I just couldn't get into it. I just didn't. I wasn't in the right mindset. But now that winter's coming, I think this is more of a winter show. So
1: I, I would recommend you go back and give it a go. It's quite good. Um, it, like I said, season three kind of lost a little bit because John Lithgow wasn't on it, and they didn't have a strong, strong presence like Gillian Anderson's Thatcher. So uh, it's definitely picked back up for me, and really enjoying it. All right, uh, cool. And I got a bit excited this week, as you know, I'm a huge fan of Depeche Mode, and all of a sudden there were. Teasers and, and and stuff appearing all over the internet from Martin Gore coming from Mute Records, which is basically where his solo stuff comes out on. Uh, he has done a number of solo albums over the years, Counterfeit and Counterfeit 2, being uh, covers that, um really great albums. Uh, he's also released a lot of electronica instrumental stuff that's a little bit more boring. So I was kind of hoping that we were going to get something where he actually sang and performed songs and all of that again. Unfortunately, I found out this morning. Nope, it's just another instrumental album.
0: So, Ew. Kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Uh, what Can't a win them all. Yeah. Yeah. You, should, you know that's that should be illegal in in the COVID days. <laughs> if
1: you're one of the world's best songwriters, you should actually have to write actual songs and not just release instrumentals.
0: I'm just yeah. saying. Seriously, seriously. And I did find a new uh, podcast that I tried out uh, from the EFF. Uh, this was a real surprise because Cory Doctorow is not involved with it since he's Mr. EFF, but it's called How to Fix the Internet. And uh, I listened to the first episode this morning. Well, I listened to most of it because <laughs> I wanted to stick some ice picks in my ears by the end of it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's basically all about the first episodes about the FISA court. Um, and yeah, not a real page turner on that one there. I'm telling you. <laughs> And uh they, they could really use some editing on that show for sure uh yeah i can't I can't recommend it unfortunately. I tried. I gave it a well, shot on the plus side it's nice
1: that somebody's doing a podcast about the stuff that we find way too damn boring to talk about, but mm-hmm. we probably should be talking
0: about. <laughs> Well, we do talk about some of this stuff, you know, but uh, yeah, they just they actually talk about it with knowledge and uh, legal professional (laughs) opinions and things like that. We just make fun of it. We are the, you know, basically the dick jokes of the Internet. So, uh, yeah, that's how it goes. But (laughs) give it a shot if you want to. I'm sure some people will find it fascinating. I just wanted it. It made me go back to bed. (laughs) It really made me go back to bed. Ups and doodads.
1: Boy, I really just took one update for me to not ever want to use Instagram again.
0: You know, I didn't know what everybody was talking about. And I was talking to a friend of the show MXV yesterday and he's like, those bastards moved all the best buttons. And now I can't, you know, it's like, I'm like, what are you talking about? I opened it up. Everything was the same. And then like five minutes later, I didn't even have to update the app. Then I got the new interface and I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs)
1: It's horrific. Of course, you know, this is one of those things that we're all going to complain about it and nobody's going to stop using it. And three months from now, it's just the way it is because your brain wraps yourself around it. But just like every other app, it's now, you know, it's five times more swipes to get to what you want to do. Uh, Reels will launch all the time because they put it right where your thumb's going to go. And I don't give a shit about Reels. Uh, notifications no longer appear the way that they used to. That's that's gotten all strange and bizarre. And yeah, everything is horrible. Uh, navigating it now is such a pain in the butt and i don't want to
0: buy anything through instagram i don't need a fucking mall it's funny i actually bought something through instagram last of course week you did. i <laughs> i got a i got a set of uh, darren brown playing cards because they're beautiful uh but and that and i wanted to test it out and see what the what the actual process was like going through mm-hmm. the store and everything and it wasn't it wasn't too bad uh i wish you could turn it off so you didn't have to see them i also wish that they showed my friends photos that's all yeah, I really want. They don't
1: really do that anymore. Yeah. No, I get that's to see okay.
0: three photos. Then it says you're done, and then it shows me random shit that I've already seen because it's the algorithm is terrible. It's yeah. it's useless. It's useless. But are, are
1: we surprised they are owned by Facebook, which has stopped showing us our friends' updates years ago?
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah. That new that new Facebook update. Ooh, that's a that's a winner. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's a winner. So uh, you you put in big Sur here. Did you upgrade? I did. You're an idiot. You do audio. We we have an audio podcast. Did you updated? Crazy yep, man. man. Here I am. You hear me? Uh, uh, yeah, maybe that's why you sound like you're in a cave in Big Sur. Uh, no, that's cuz
1: I'm actually in a cave. Unfortunately not in Big Sur. That would be nice.
0: Yeah. Uh so what do you think? Uh it's
1: fine. Um you know, it, it, most of the – I'm sure, uh, you know, as soon as I say this, we're going to get 7,000 people writing in saying, well, they actually did this to the kernel." that did – But for me, mostly, it, it's just, uh, you know, they changed some icons. They moved some stuff around. It's prettier. I like That's, it. I think it's, it's prettier. Oh, uh, I wait, think it's updated? slower.
0: I updated my air, yeah. So uh, yeah, just it, not, it not a production slower. machine. It, Yeah, my Air just like got really slow. The Messages app is broken as shit. The AirPod switching is kind of nice. So that's, uh, yeah, that's I did like plus. that. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that
1: greatly. Um, you know, they they, they they did a good job with the bar, the top, uh, the menu bar icons. I like those. They're they're definitely more useful now, uh, quicker to see and, and make some changes. But uh, overall, it's pretty superficial and it did slow things down a bit. So I hope they fix that part.
0: Yeah, uh, so I, th- I think you. This is the trick now. You have to go buy one of the new M1 processor enabled laptops to actually make it work. Of That's why they, they had are. to make the the processor so fast, is because it really shit the bed on on the old hardware. And I, you know, I've got the latest Air, top of the line that they made, 16 gig of RAM, and yeah, it just dropped. And the other annoying thing is, I had to update. I had to pay for updates to some apps. I had to pay for an update of course, to Bartender. Everything. Yeah, Bartender. Uh, Bartender Four is out now. It works really, really well on Big Sur, though. I got to say that was an update worth paying for. And since it was a, um, you know, like you know, just a cheap update, it was seven dollars and fifty cents to upgrade. To buy mm-hmm. Bartender New is fifteen bucks, and it's well worth every penny. It is a fantastic app, and just lets you organize your menu bar mm-hmm. so much better. I did have to pay. Oh, and Bartender Four does not work on previous versions of the OS. It only works on Big Sur. <laughs> Pain in the ass. Uh, I had to upgrade to Little Snitch 5. Uh, we talk about – actually, at this point, we've already talked about Big Sur and Little Snitch 5, so I'll leave that to the the episode the, – the segment <laughs> that we haven't recorded yet that you've already listened to <laughs> <with> Yes. <Dave. laughs> um, but, yeah, it's another one of those things you had to do. Uh, I, I was smart, at least this time. I got the family plan for cheap and so I can run it on all my machines. Um, right. But I also made the jump to Apple 1. Okay. Uh, for the because I wanted the two terabyte iCloud backup because uh, I've got the Google backup for two terabytes and that cost me nineteen ninety five a month. So to do the same and get the two terabytes on Apple One or Apple like iCloud plus all the other stuff you get with it is another ten bucks. And I'm kind of looking forward to the Apple Fitness thing that's coming. So right. I just made the made the leap and it's I got the Premier tier, so I got everything. So it's like you know the full boat. So twenty nine ninety nine a month. Okay. And It gives me all of that stuff. I gotta say, because I've been using uh, Apple News Plus now too, because I got it. So I might as well, I configured yeah. it, and it's on my iPads and stuff. That that Apple News icon does not mean anything to me. It looks like an S. It reminds <laughs> it does, me of, like the salon. It does not say
1: news. Yes.
0: No, you have to really <laughs> squint to see that they're trying to turn that into an N. It just looks like an S to me. And I'm like, it's <laughs> it just it's really bad design on that icon. I I know that's a tangent, but. Whatever, it annoys me. But uh, yeah, so with that, I got, you know, Apple Arcade. And I'm like, okay, now I've got all these Apple Arcade games. And I got into the, the early launch for the Backbone One, which is a, like a, a controller that you plug your iPhone into that gives you, you know, triggers and thumbsticks and D-pads and all that stuff. Turns it basically into like a PS5 or an Xbox One controller. Right. Um, it was 100 bucks. It's really well made. You don't have to power it. You don't have to plug it in. It, like, you know, juice it. No charging. You just plug it into your phone and go. Uh, it works for some of the apps on Apple arcade, but not a lot of them <laughs> turns right. out. So there are a lot of compatible games with it. Um, I got the call of duty mobile, which I started to play and it's pretty fun. It's, it's a really nice piece of kit if you want to play games and actually have decent controllers. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep working on that one, but, uh if you can get in, it took me like a month and a half to, right. to get mine. Cause I was just on a waiting list, but, uh. Yeah, it's pretty good. I got to say, it's pretty good. I'm curious about the Apple Fitness, so
1: once that actually launches, I'll have to get your review on that.
0: Yeah, certainly. I've got uh, because I've been trying to do these yoga classes here in my in my studio. I've got space set up. I got my yoga mat, and now that I've got the room for it, I want to. I want to. You know, I don't want to go to the Beachbody route like you went, Mm -hmm. just because I still have that MLM taste in my mouth, and I just don't want to give them any money. But uh, you know, let's just go with the. If you're going to go cult, let's go full cult and go full Apple. (laughs) Fuck it. You no, know? in for a penny, right. in for a pound. Uh, you get your uh, your yoga
1: yoga suit that looks like Steve Jobs' black uh, black uh black Oh God!
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I got the Borat onesie. That's how I do my yoga, baby. So, and uh, I do have one little uh, link in here that uh, if if you do have to look at CNN, and you know a lot of us are looking at CNN still every now and again for you know just to see if the president has finally. <laughs> fucking absconded to wherever he's going to go um there's a low bandwidth version it's at light.cnn.com en for the english version and it's it, it is full-on you know 1993 link list that's it that's it's amazing perfect
1: I'm, i just loaded it right now it's beautiful
0: it's beautiful it's fast yeah. you just see the headlines and you you're in you're out bookmark that puppy and you'll never have to worry about going to cnn again and, and having the you know the eight thousand megabyte uh page loads with all the images and all the crap that drives you crazy no ads in and out uh right. yeah put this puppy on your phone you'll you'll thank me
1: by the way since we've mentioned this just a few times i i just want to give my prediction here um I think the, uh, the I think that President Trump will move to Mar-a-Lago prior to Christmas, and he will never leave there again. He's just going to sit there. He's going to be on Twitter. He's going to proclaim that the new White House and that he won. And uh, come January 21st, when Twitter shuts him off, he'll move over to Parlor and that'll be that. I, well, I don't think he'll ever come back to the White House again. He'll go to Mar-a-Lago, and that'll be it.
0: Okay. We'll, we'll note that one. My prediction is he will leave the country by the end of the year and will never be seen again. Oh, that'd be even better. I hope you win. I hope I win too. Run of the week. Uh, I don't know what you have to do.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know what you have to do if you're a uh, if you're semi-famous and and right wing to actually get kicked off of Facebook. I really don't. I mean, I know that it's really easy for you or I to get kicked off Facebook. Uh, that would that would happen in two seconds. But apparently you can even propose beheading two top public officials in a Facebook post. And then Mark Zuckerberg, if you're Steve Bannon, will say he didn't really break any rules here.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, here's the fun part. We're recording this on Tuesday morning. And very shortly, uh, the Zuck is going to be speaking in front of Congress again. And you know he's going to get hit with this one. so. Uh, we're going to have to, we're going to have to pick up, we're going to have to have a follow up next we'll week. We'll have on, a follow
1: up on this, but uh, to me, this is just insane. Like I, I, wh- what, what do you have to do?
0: I don't I, know
1: what, what I like. If, if saying that we're going to put uh, people's heads on spikes, uh, isn't enough to get you kicked off of Facebook. I don't know what is.
0: Exactly. I don't okay. either. I, it, it makes no sense. No sense okay. whatsoever. All right, good. Anyway, it's not
1: just me sitting here mystified.
0: No, no, I've given up trying to figure it out. I mean, you eight years of this fucking show, we've we got to throw up our hands and just go, "Ah, eh, Zuck's going <laughs> to Zuck. Zuck's going to yep. Zuck. Um, so I do have some heroes of the week. Your fellow Canadians now. Mm-hmm. Uh, some researchers have found out that hyperventilating may combat alcohol poisoning. So if you need to sober up faster, breathe faster. <laughs> <It's-> okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a, it's a way to move the alcohol into your lungs through the blood and get it out faster. Uh, they've got a device that can uh, that's basically like the size of a briefcase that they said they're going to try and uh, you know they're, they're working on now. It's just clinical trials right now, but they say that uh, uh, they have a device that can measure how much alcohol and how fast you have to breathe to get it out of your system faster. So, you know, I who'd have thought that just breathing would help?
1: All right. Well, good good news <laughs> is winter is coming. You can have that uh, morning. Brandy or 50, and Uh uh, just breathe really fast before your first Zoom call.
0: Yeah, do some jumping jacks, maybe, and uh, there you go.
1: I love my fellow Canadians. They do the important work.
0: Feedback loop. Over at Patreon, we've got Anne and Chloe. Welcome to the club. And over at PayPal, we've got Andrew, Natalie, Logan, Raj, Linda, Jonathan, Nathaniel, Adam, Michelle, Modus Praxis, and checking, he says, chucking 10 British quid your way. Cheers. So thank you, Modus Practice. All righty.
1: Over at Twitter, CoreStar writes us, thought this story might be up your alley. The mind boggles at the need to acquire the latest and greatest. I'll stick with my three-year-old Moto G5 and both kidneys. Thank you very much. And this is a man who sold his kidney to buy an iPhone in 2011, is now bedridden and requires daily dialysis. But at least he can tweet
0: from <laughs> At least, oh, least he he's can there. tweet. Yeah, <laughs> don't upgrade to the uh, iOS 14, dude. You're gonna, you're gonna hate it. In my 6502 writes, uh, wonder what Brian thinks about this. And this is how Ticketmaster plans to check your vaccine status for concerts.
1: Whew. Yeah, I. I talked to some friends about this. It's pretty it's pretty it's pretty insane. So this is a framework that they're trying to work on to safely bring back concerts uh, in the post-pandemic world. So basically the plan at the moment involves the Ticketmaster digital ticket app, which is a steaming pile of shit.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, the third
1: party <laughs> health information companies like Clear Health Pass or IBM's Digital Health Pass and testing and vaccine distribution providers like LabCorp and CVS Minute Clinics. So the theory here would be after you purchase a ticket for a concert a year in advance because that's what we do now, I guess. Um, <laughs> fans would need to verify that they had already been vaccinated. Uh, so basically, which would provide approximately one year of COVID 19 protection, although that isn't known yet. We don't know that yet. We don't <laughs> know that. So this is part of the problem with this plan, is there's too many unknowns still. Uh, but the idea basically, you go get the test from LabCorp or CVS Minute Clinic. They provide some sort of uh, verification that you did so to Clear Health Pass or IBM Digital Health Pass, which will then have an API that sucks into Ticketmaster's digital ticket app. So you are verified that you have had the vaccine vaccine within some undetermined period of time that may or may not mean shit and then you can actually rely on the door guy at the venue who gets paid next to no money to make sure that you got the green check mark on your app before they let you into the venue
0: or you slide the get 20 bucks and just go right in exactly so
1: there's a lot of bullshit going on here and this is a lot this is a lot this is safety theater as we mm-hmm. like to talk about and it yep. gives the people at ticketmaster something to do since they can't sell any tickets right now
0: yeah, make this is just a this is the marketing team at Ticketmaster, not the health and also, safety team
1: at Ticketmaster. <laughs> no. Also, by the way, America. Like you think uh you think in the Midwest they're gonna they're gonna give for this? You think they even use apps to get into they still print out their tickets. Come on.
0: Yeah, and after using the Ticketmaster app, I print out my tickets too because it sucks.
1: Yes, it's horrible. Yeah, <sighs> anyways. And- uh <laughs> so, I, I don't see this. Uh, something like this will roll out. I don't see. Uh, hopefully, it will be adopted. It's not a bad idea if the science lines up and it all makes sense, but who
0: the heck knows? So. Who knows? So, next one we got from Jeff Henderson, and he writes FDA clears Apple Watch sleep app that intervenes to stop nightmares caused by PTSD. Yes. This looks interesting. <laughs> It's nightwear, nightwear. yes, Ooh. and it's a
1: prescription app which monitors the wearer's heart rate and movements while they sleep, and if they're having a nightmare, gently prods them out of the dream without aiming to wake them up completely using these smartwatches' vibrations. I don't know about you, but that would probably wake me up completely.
0: Oh, totally wake me up completely, because I'd, be, I'd think I got a spider on me or something. <laughs> but I, yeah. I, the interesting part here is it's a prescription app. Have you ever heard of a prescription app before?
1: No, this is the first time I've heard of such a thing. So. Yeah. Does that mean you cannot get it without a prescription? I cannot I,
0: download this? Maybe, maybe, maybe you have to have a code. You have to have some kind of doctor's code.
1: So, I, I don't know. It seems to have been passed and, and vetted for actual science. So, good. That's great. I mean, you know, I have a wife. If I have a nightmare, she'll just
0: punch me. <laughs> exactly. <So. laughs> Uh, hopefully your nightmare is not about her. So when you wake up, it's just like, you know, oh, my God, I'm stuck in Jacob's Ladder. I can't get out. <laughs> well, for the last nine months, it's basically been a nightmare. So yeah.
1: anyway, yeah. I'm stuck in the same house again with the same people. <laughs> Anyways, over at GOG.show, Nico writes in, uh, this would be the Brit that gave us the money. Hello, gents. Just PayPal 10 British quid. Your direction so Jason can get a White Claw and Brian a Tim Hortons. I'll trade you, Brian.
0: I'd rather have a Tim Hortons. You can have my White Claw. (laughs) Dude, I had a
1: breakfast sandwich on Sunday.
0: Sunday. Sadly, doctors say I'll never eat Tim Hortons again, so eat them
1: for me. (laughs) I will. Really enjoy your show, been a listener since a year before your outgoing glorious leader got elected. I truly hope things swing around so you can host twice a week again, but hey, uncertain times and all. Got a question if you get a chance to cover it in light of the loser.com mentioned in the latest podcast. Do you guys know what the future for the lesser known domain extensions are? Examples .gold, .bet, .eco, .beer, etc. Do you uh, recon these will start picking up sometime in the future as .com, .co, etc. are getting saturated? also i believe google doesn't really care about domain extensions these days in terms of seo or is that a fallacy uh we've talked about this a long time uh, on the show now dot com means nothing these days uh just get whatever domain you want um while we nobody really knows how google's algorithm works probably google itself doesn't even know anymore uh the dot com gets weighted a tad but it's more important what if you pay Let's be honest.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, uh, basically alternative TLDs are a thing. Uh, I Most of my domains now are alternate TLDs. Like, you know, my website's at jpd.me. I've got... Uh, G-O-G dot, show. G-O-G dot Show. Yeah. Get the one that works for you. And, uh, by the way, if you want to do that, go to hover.com slash gog to get 10% off your first order. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I think that I, I love TLDs, you know, new ones. I want, I wish there were more of them. I really do. So, uh, yeah, they're not going anywhere. Because .com is, I mean, the namespace is saturated. .co is great, but yeah, that's getting saturated. Get get whatever you want. There's over four hundred extensions at Hover now, so yeah, if you can't really find matters something, anymore. There, yeah. yeah, the only one that bugs me is .ly because that's Libya and they kind of have control over that. Because I had uh, Dastardly, I was good. That was going to be my next company, and uh, when the Libyan government says, "Hey, we can take your domain if you have," Uh, content that we disagree with. Uh yeah, that's a non-starter. So read the <laughs> yeah. read the t- read the terms of service on the TLD you get, but for the most part they're all good. Just don't go to that's Libya. That's funny.
1: I I had a Libya extension too for a while. We did uh, short links for Coldplay so we had cld.ly or something like that. I can't even remember what it was anymore, but mm-hmm. it was weird sending money to Libya.
0: Yeah, it really was. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> And Chris writes in, hi Grumps, Chris from Malta writing in again, this time with a question. I listen to your show on Overcast and the audio quality is way better than other podcasts that I listen to. Kudos to that. However, I'm always amazed at the way your conversations sound like you're right next to each other, even though you are so far away, even farther now. Now, even across different countries, exactly. I do a lot of audio calls at work, and the connection always feels a bit laggy, and those milliseconds irk me so much. Do you call over professional podcasting software, or do you use any other application that can be used in an office environment? I'll anticipate you bringing up the fact that Malta is an island in the middle of the sea by pointing out that we have dedicated fiber links between offices, and I can ping Microsoft and Google DNS servers with less than one millisecond. Well, I wasn't going to bring up that fact, but you put it in here, so I did. Thank you. (laughs) Curious to know your take on this. Other than that, thank you so much for your show. I always look forward to new episodes. P.S. Jason, I'm the guy with the nickname Cuckoo on Discord who pointed out the proper way to take AirPods out of their charging case. (laughs) And I appreciate that more than anything else because that was driving me nuts. So we use squadcast.fm. If you go to gog.show slash squadcast, it'll give you a nice link that'll give us a little kickback. So appreciate that. But this is professional podcasting software. It is meant to do remote calls to record them. And uh, we get local versions of each other's calls. So that's why we sound like we're in the same room, because Brian is recording locally. I'm recording locally. We can do video, but neither of us wants to see each other. So we don't use the video (laughs) portion of it. But the audio side of things is fantastic. And Squadcast is the best in the business right now. So uh, check them out if you need to record shows. And uh, we don't really have lag on the VoIP side of things. There is there's literally no lag when we're talking to each other. So No,
1: and don't don't forget the human factor as well. Some of the lag is just people not being comfortable talking into microphones or Zoom calls and all of that yet. You have to remember Jason and I have been doing this almost eight years now, and we are very comfortable and we also know each other very well. So the pauses and lags and, and weird human ticks don't exist between us generally.
0: And, and if they so. do, I edit them out. <laughs> yes then <laughs> there's that. So. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, Barrett writes in, those damn S3 buckets again. And this is from Slashdot, credit card numbers for millions of hotel guests exposed by misconfigured cloud database. Is it really misconfigured if people just don't put a goddamn password on it?
0: I think it's configured as as is, yes. As is, yes. Mm. So this is Prestige
1: Software's Cloud Hospitality, which is used by hotels to integrate reservation systems with online booking websites like Expedia and Booking.com. This has affected 24.4 gigabytes worth of data in total according to the security team at Website Planet, which uncovered the bucket. This goes back... Well, okay, they're also saying that uh, many of the records contain data from multiple hotel guests that were grouped together, so it could be well over 10 million people exposed. And it goes all the way back to 2013, which is crazy. And it's still live and in use when discovered this month. Oh! Awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Way to go, way to go. And if yeah, if this has been running since 2013... You know, when when you were setting up an S3 bucket in 2013, it's not like it is nowadays. And I don't think Amazon goes back and says, hey, all these old buckets that were misconfigured with no access controls whatsoever, you might want to, like, you know, audit your shit. Uh, Amazon might want to think about adding that as a feature to their to their buckets and go back to these historically open ones. Because I remember... You know, it was so much easier to just set world read and write on a bucket than it was to actually do the access token swap and things like that. So Mm -hmm. uh, I I was guilty of it back then. You know, you could probably find some (laughs) buckets out there from back then. And uh, okay, moving on. JD writes in, hey, guys, love the podcast. I found it a couple of years ago through the Jordan Harbinger show. Jason, I know you are all about security cameras. I'm looking into getting one from my apartment. The landlord sends people to do maintenance and repairs while I'm at work, so I can't just have a security system. But at the same time, I'm not comfortable with people coming in and out while I'm not at home. Any advice for a decent camera setup that uploads to the cloud? I'd prefer something that is decent quality and also doesn't have privacy implications like Amazon Ring cameras, but maybe I'm being just too picky or unrealistic. Well, hold
1: on. Two thoughts here. You want to set up a camera in your house, but you're worried about privacy implications. Okay. Well, first off, Step setting one. <laughs> a camera in your house is, is a, has privacy implications. And number two, why can't you just have a security system? All modern security systems allow you to let people have access, either using codes, thumbprint. I mean, there are a- apps. All passwords, modern security yeah. systems will allow you to allow people into your house. So I don't quite understand that either.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would, you know, He's in an apartment though too, so it might be a little bit trickier to have a security system installed in an apartment. You'd have to get something like uh, simply safe, all wireless yeah. and shit mm-hmm. like that. Um, but uh, besides that, he asked for cameras, so I'll tell him about the cameras that I recommend. I prefer the uh, Logitech Circle Two cameras nowadays. They're the quality is the best I've seen. The pri- the uh, Logitech cloud service that they have is really good. And I think I've got five cameras on mine and it's $14.95 a month for all of them. It all goes up. It's got decent people recognition, much better than rings you know, recognition, which doesn't really exist. <laughs> and you can have it record all the time. You can have it record uh, different hours. You can set up schedules. Uh, with mine, I use my Eero to turn off the actual Wi-Fi to the cameras well, like when it's bed or like during the day. So it's not sucking up bandwidth while we're working, but you can set that in the cameras. They're, uh, they're just great little cameras. I I really like them quite a bit, and uh, mainly just the, the quality is really good. So the problem with a Ring camera is, like, you know, that three-pixel face that's breaking into your house. You can't really <laughs> ID somebody from that, but these are, like, you know, HD cameras. So check out the Logitech Circle 2.
1: Ring, when you absolutely positively have to have video of something that happened 30 seconds later. <laughs>
2: exactly, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yeah barrett writes in again uh have to disagree with brian's review of the fire stick fire stick we've had multiple versions since they were first announced and now have the small 4k stick on a kitchen tv with no issues with netflix hulu and plain old amazon prime video anyhow stay grumpy um i guess your mileage may vary but for me they're they're slow as hell uh there's always video lag going on and definitely like anytime trying to switch things around it's like you press the button nothing happened you Mash the button five more times, and all of a sudden it goes like eighteen times back in the menu.
0: great, thanks and Vincent writes in, only seeing this appear in my feeds, we need G o g expertise to improve thieving best practices, and this is the Microsoft engineer gets nine years for stealing ten million dollars from Microsoft yeah, this guy <laughs> he got greedy he, he figured got greedy it out.
1: but then yeah. he got greedy yeah it's pretty it's a pretty interesting read, so link is in the show notes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely recommend checking that one out. This guy was just an idiot. He's just an idiot, and he says, "P.S. Happy Singles Day, eleven eleven. Invented by Jack Ma, the Alibaba Joker. P.P.S. He also made Mini Singles Day on eleven o one. Can you believe that guy? Well, he's smart because they made how many billions of dollars this year?
1: <laughs> yes, I am a I am a, a very happy shareholder in Alibaba.
0: Yeah, I bet, I bet. And uh, he says, "Will Jason and Brian buy? Or what will Jason and Brian buy on Black Friday or Cyber Monday? Brian, you anything?
1: Uh, I am buying a snowblower." i shit you not i'm getting furniture i'm getting a rake i'm getting a snow shovel i'm getting a snow blower a couple i'm getting a power screwdriver Uh, i'm in full-on i just bought a house home improvement mode so
0: oh yeah this is perfect for you
1: it's a a big yeah we're spending a lot of money coming up
0: yeah i'm just buying presents for people i'm just gonna watch the the garbage sales and buy presents for people for christmas (laughs) because i think i've got enough stuff for me i'm good i'm good
1: Seth writes in, just curious what torrent client y'all use. I used to use Transmission, but have been without a computer for quite a while. I recently purchased a new iMac, and I'm looking to visit Sweden in the near future. Any advice on torrent clients, and can you point me to any good resources on staying safe with VPN downloads? I'm a little out of the loop, and I'm not finding good resources in my searches. Love the show, and thank you. Uh, I still use Transmission.
0: I use Transmission, and I use private internet access, so gog.show slash VPN for that. And uh, yeah, just... Turn on your VPN and torrent away. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's the, the best practices for staying safe when you're downloading from, uh, from Sweden. Just turn your VPN on. That's it. Yep. There you go. And Jason writes in, what kind of crazy country did Brian move to? 12 videos on how to navigate one intersection. And this is the new Canadian intersection has 12 instructional videos to learn how to use it. Oh, have you seen this? This uh, I, I have.
1: And to, to begin with, I did not move to Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. I am in Toronto. It's a bit like saying, "What are those crazy Texans doing when you live in California?" Like, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing over there. So, but it is. I mean, there's nothing more Canadian than the fact that they released 12 videos on how to navigate the intersection. So it's it's pretty awesome. Every conceivable scenario. Um, a beaver crosses the path. This is what you should do. It is. It is. <laughs> nothing, it is. None more Canadian than that. It's pretty Mm. funny. So, well done there. Uh, Landon writes in, I've been using the Netflix browser on my PC when I decided to switch on over to the Netflix app built into Windows. I read that using the Windows app streams videos in 1080p as opposed to 720p through Google Chrome. I figured it was a good idea. However, now my continue watching tab isn't the first thing on my home screen anymore. I have to scroll through half a page of BS suggestions to find a smaller box to jump back into my shows. A small gripe, but it puts me in a grumpy mood and made me think of you guys. Cheers.
0: All right. (laughs) Dan writes in, Hey, geeks, just thought it worth mentioning that the dev behind Reader app did something pretty cool. I shot a video of a UI glitch that appeared after upgrading to an iPhone 12 Pro and submitted it in a bug report. The dev noted that I was on an old and unsupported version of the app and sent me a free code to get the latest version from the app store. Super generous. I write not to share a tip on how to get free app codes, but... But to reinforce that this is a developer worth supporting, I've been using Reader since version one. But recently, added the, but the recently added features didn't excite me, so I skipped the upgrade. That said, I think all RSS using Apple device using listeners of the show should go check out this app and fuck Trump. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Dan. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Reader. I've also had every version since uh, since version one. I get it on you know iOS and the Mac, and I love it. That's how I do all of my work for the show.
1: Yep, that's a good app. And uh, we have no iTunes reviews this week.
0: Oh, sad Christmas. I know. If you want your question
1: or comment read on the show, head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash review and toss us a five-star and snarky review. We would appreciate it. I hate having this section empty.
0: (gasps) And of course, again, a big closing shout out to NASA and SpaceX. And I don't know if you saw – I saw this in TMZ uh, after Elon Musk was getting all uppity about his COVID test. Some some doctor called (laughs) him Space Nancy yes space, space, karen. space karen space, sorry,
1: space, it was space karen. karen you're right <laughs> yeah. yes oh, it was so good and i it saw it, it, the hashtag it was actually trending which is fantastic Oh, it was so good um, so good yeah i wanted to watch it uh the launch in real time with with my kid because i watched the last one that way but uh they kept they pushed it back too far and it was past his bedtime here so oh. we had to watch it uh we watched the video the next morning awesome good job guys good job until next time i'm jason de And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. This show is a labor of love, but your support keeps the show going. If you like the show, please visit GOG.show slash donate to help us out. We'll love you forever. Or visit GOG.show slash shop because you're going to need those masks still and pick up some good old-fashioned GOG swag. And if you can't do that, please pass the show along to a friend. Not in person. Just text them. Word of mouth is the only way the show grows, so spread the grump far and wide. Show notes for this episode are at gog.show484. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, donate to the show, buy our swag, and get links to stuff we like. Stay grumpy and watch your family eat turkey
2: over the goddamn computer screen. <laughs>